Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here, and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We know that you have it in you, and we're going to show you how. Now, now, let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. This is the Best You Podcast. I'm Adler and this is Finn. What's going on, y'all? All right. So we are here for an exciting, exciting conversation today. Actually, you know what? Forget that. Scratch it. It's not exciting. It's actually downright scary. It's petrifying. Wow. Okay. Um, we're going to be talking about the F word. The F word. The F word. Oh. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. You know, this is has to be said for any, you know, uh, uh, school grade school kid out there who is on the cusp of getting their report card. This F word is enough to ruin your weekend, ruin a couple months ahead of you, get you grounded. Your parents might kill you. Who knows? Mm. We're going to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're going to be talking about failure. Don, don, don. The passionate F word. Oh, gosh. No. Like, the F word in my house was like, uh, like <laughs> if, I ever, if I ever went home to my mother and I said, hey, mom, I failed a class. Like, we weren't allowed to fail classes. It was one of those things, like, I didn't even want to know what would be, like, on the other side of, oh, gosh, I just told her I failed this class. So it was like literally like this crippling, defined, deep-rooted pit in my stomach. I got nervous, palm sweaty, everything, oh, every emotion you could probably possibly like go through it. Just, just to even say I failed a test, <laughs> like it was like, mom, I'm so sorry. I, I, I swear I'll do better. I swear I'll be good. I swear. So to do everything you could to do everything to avoid the consequence. Exactly. Because, uh, yeah. And unfortunately. As we continue to grow older, not just myself, everybody, you know, society, we fall into this trap of as a young kid, you, you're afraid of failure. So then as you grow older, because you were taught and raised to be afraid of failure, you essentially can't maintain that same fear as an adult. And that's like literally like the worst type of failure. And so today, I guess the question I'd have for you, Finn, mm -hmm. because I think that it's worth asking does failure have a place in your life it does um failure has a humongous part of my life uh actually daily um one of the things that i feel like failure has uh has taught it's actually a teacher um my dad used to put it in perspective like failure is if it's not me teaching it's failure mm -hmm. and uh, it's a fact it's it's true and um, one thing that I've learned recently more so is that how much failure really establishes a sense of resilience. Um, I don't know how you feel about that, mm -hmm. but I've just really got to this point in my life where I've just decided to embrace that failing is a part of life. It helps us build resilience. It helps us understand life a whole lot better from a different perspective. And, you know, the, I've also kind of started to understand that Resilience is being able to conquer and encounter things and approach things with a more disciplined mindset. So would you agree? And if you can intercept here if you want, but is failing actually discipline you? 
So you're basically saying that failure has a way of teaching you how to be more disciplined and to bounce back a little yeah. bit easier. Yeah. Um, I, I think I would uh, genuinely agree with that, um, largely because, uh, you know, there's this, uh, <laughs> this, I love me some quotes. So there's this D-Wade quote, right? I fall down seven, I get up eight. So basically, every time he falls or fails, mm-hmm. he finds a way. He finds a way to bounce back at least you know that one extra time. And I think that it has a place in our life because it's one of those things. I I tell you a story. Um, the guy that developed PayPal. Did you realize that he actually failed? four or five different businesses prior to PayPal exploding and becoming the sensational thing. Wow. I didn't know that. Do you realize that Steve Jobs pitched the whole idea for um, an Apple phone and uh, the Mac and all that stuff, all the, the, anything Apple now, he pitched that idea multiple times and got rejected. Do you know Mark Cuban? Mark Cuban actually didn't become a millionaire until he was like 39, 40. Do you realize how many times these people had to fail in order to become successful? And if you ask any, if you look at their books, if you go into any of their bios, no matter what, what is said, they, uh, there is probably some strong variation of when you go out on a, a business venture or whatever it is, fail, fail often. It's the best type of teacher. Well, it, it, it makes you it makes you aware um, of how to approach different situations and how to um, intercept the opportunity, which is, you know, something that I feel like um, a lot of us as people, we focus our entirety on the negative things that come in a package and shipped with failure. Like failure delivers a box and says, Ha ha ha. It's literally that. And we sit there and we allow that ha 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 to be a negative thought instead of Mm -hmm. taking these uh, situations as failure and laughing at failure. I'm not saying that you have to laugh at it directly, but it's more so intercepting in a sense of being positive, being optimistic and realizing that if you embrace the fact that you fail, it's really more so a blessing for you to be able to say, you know, I'm able to do this. I am able to do this. Because the same amount of energy that you invest into this failure Mm -hmm. negatively, that's the response you're going to have all the time. But if you look at it and say, look, I messed up. I can do better. What can I do differently? You know, look at, um, what's his name? Thomas Edison. Mm -hmm. He created a light bulb. But do you think he did that on, like you said, he didn't do that on the first try. No, of course He not. didn't do that on the first you try. You have to he, try, try, and try he again. He did it, I think he did it a hundred times before, the hundredth time is when he got that light bulb to work. <laughs> so think about if he would have stopped any point before then, the very light that's in our room right now in our studio, like that thing wouldn't be available to us. Someone else might have figured it out. This is true. It would not be Thomas Edison's project. It wouldn't be his success. You, you know what's funny? Um, like, uh, there's this meme um, that's out there. It's, it's probably famous, and most people, um, I'm sure, have seen it. Um, it's this guy digging for gold, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, 
it's like shows him as he's tunneling and it shows like how far he's gone. And then right on the cusp, right on, right before the moment where he's about to strike gold and it's right there. You can see it, but he can't see it because the wall's in front of him. And all he has to do is probably hit that wall two or three times, keep moving just a little bit further and he'll get that gold. He'll get that treasure. He'll get the riches. He'll get the other side of all his hard work. He'll re reap all the benefits. Hmm. And right before he gets to it, he's just like, you know what? I've been doing this for so long. I've done it for too long. I quit. I'm done. I'm never going to do this again. And then he never reaches that other side of success. I think a lot of times we get to a point where we do this because it's more so. In, um, I feel like we you said it earlier. We, we have a sense of fear or it's a lack of motivation or we we measure our journey as if it's like a like a like a gas tank as your car is burning fuel your your car meter shows your gas meter in your car shows that you know you need to um to refuel your car at some point mm -hmm. it shows as it goes down every time you use a little bit more gas the car meter thing the gas meter is going down so i feel like in life sometimes we do the same thing we kind of use it as an excuse like ah oh, like you know the meme ah oh, man i've done as much as i could and you just you quit before quit you before reach you've the, reached your goal exactly you quit before you reach the point where you could have been successful you could have you know reaped in uh, all the benefits of all your labor your sweat your blood your tears like imagine all, all the guys that like had shares in like microsoft but then they gave up within the first month of microsoft being you know built Imagine, do you realize that Netflix actually went to Blockbusters and provided them with the idea of, hey, how about if you just mail your DVDs? Blockbuster, the CEO of Netflix said, the, the Blockbuster guys, all those guys in the suits, they went, ha, ha, ha. They laughed at them. And for those of you who are young, Blockbuster used to be a company that in which you could go to the store and you could rent out a movie for three to five days or sometimes seven days depending on the deals yeah i know it's it's a 90s thing i'm i'm basically telegraphing my age but netflix was laughed out of the room do you realize that and then crazy, now man. netflix has been around for what a good 12 years and blockbusters were gone it's extinct kids don't even know what a blockbuster is i have like seven year old cousins i'm like hey do you know what a blockbuster is? Blockbuster. <laughs> I think the last time I saw a blockbuster, and it was actually one of the last ones, was uh, when I was still living at home with my parents in Tampa. There was a blockbuster store right off of Lithia Pinecrest Road. I remember exactly where it was. We used to get movies from there. Yeah. And another competitor was like this. It's um, like Hollywood. Well, something. no, it was Blockbuster and then Redbox. Redbox. Well, Come on. Redbox. Who comes up? Who comes Redbox up? Redbox came after. Right. And pulled Blockbuster when they had their, like... Concession, it's not a concession, a vending machine for movies. Like, what a brilliant idea! I mean, oh, brilliant idea. But Blockbuster had come out with theirs, but Redbox took complete just blew them out of the water. Strangle on the game. So, you know, at the end of the day, guys, it is something that as of right now, um, you might be sitting here wondering and thinking to yourself, how, how is failure really something that we could talk about. Why is this so important? Well, I want to share a story with you. I think this is a very exclusive um, part of my life. It's a big career change for me. Okay. Um, a few years ago, uh, you guys may recall, I went through school yeah. um, to be an EMT. 
And uh, there's a required test that you have to take. I think for any medical, anything really. Like there's always the state there's certification. Some, exactly, a state certification. Mm -hmm. And I went through school, passed school, and I remember they told us that, hey, the NREMT is going to be really hard. It's mm -hmm. going to be difficult. Study for it. I studied for it. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to take it in two weeks. So I did. And believe it or not, as confident as I was, as, you know, knowingly that this was going to be fresh in my head. All right. I failed the test. Nice. So now let me ask you this. When you failed, how, how did that make you feel? I felt discouraged. But why? Because I felt like, you know, I went, I, I went through all this school. I studied. It was fresh in my mind. Mm -hmm. How could somebody fail a test with all this information so fresh in the mind and knowing that you did really well in school, you did really well on the test in school, and it should be very relative to the test. Why would I sit there and now fail a test that's required? Yeah. Right. So right. I was very discouraged. I was actually really upset. Mm -hmm. um, I only told a few people. Um, long story short, I took it actually. And I'm not really embarrassed to say this because, again, and actually, someone says it really well. Is Ellen De, uh, DeGeneres? Yes, I can never get her name I love right. Ellen. Ellen's great, girl. but she says something really well. It's it's failure that gives you the proper perspective on success. And so, yes, it took me four times to actually take this national registry, but it's not about the how many times that I took it. It's the amount of times that I was able to fail, get back up, and do it again, that got me to the success the fourth time. So on the fourth time I took this test, I said, this is the time I'm going to pass this test. I studied. I studied. I did 200 questions every single day for like a good solid three weeks. I didn't even just study the notes. I studied the questions. I started recognizing you can only ask blood pressure so many ways. CHF and these different you know, um, disease processes, so many different ways. This is true. So you learn the question. And I said, I can do this. As much as discouragement was lingering, as much as stress was lingering, the anxiety, the, the overwhelming of knowing that this is going to be the fourth time taking it, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of time you know, and energy. You know what's funny? is I, I don't even think you just realized it, but you just made a point, a very um, actually profound point. So failure has a way of you know obviously teaching, right? So one of the things that, from what I'm interpreting from that failure, right, mm -hmm. is your approach became different. It wasn't the same approach. So, it, it, you know, it's funny, like you can think of failure almost like a compass, right? Sometimes you know, you're heading down a direction and, you know, things don't hit, like end up the way that you want them to be. Right, right. right. But because you failed, it redirects you, reroutes you, and, you know, sometimes it reroutes you to a whole different goal. But in your case, it rerouted you to think differently. So you said, okay, all right, I didn't understand the questions. Now, let me focus more instead of on the studying aspect and looking at the clinical stuff because I'm fresh out of college. Let me understand the question. Let me break down the question. And if I can find a way to break down this question, I statistically speaking, have a higher rate of success of picking the right answer. Correct. So by you understanding what they were going to ask you broke down the question and you were able to you know establish a higher percentage just by just taking the time to break down the question versus focusing on the, the material and the concepts that you learned in school you rerouted your approach yeah 
And sometimes, you know, in my case, you know, one of my stories is 18 year old me. I went to a um, youth leadership conference for the University of Florida. It was an amazing, uh, what, three, four days of my life. It was really cool because, you know, one, I'm, I'm away from home. I'm 17 years old. We're hanging out at the dorms. It's like, it's, it's like you're getting the actual college experience. So I'm really excited. And one of the things that um, they had us do while we're at the um, conference, leadership conference, is the very, the very last day, we write a note to ourselves and we promise not to open it until about 10 years later. And so, uh, you know, young 17 year old me, I'm like, man, I'm gonna write this, I'm write this, I'm write this. So <laughs> one of the things I wrote is my career path was gonna be physical therapy. I'm a nurse. <laughs> I got redirected into still the medical field, but another part of it. Different aspect of the medical field. Um, I was technically, I wrote to myself that by 25, I would have kids and be married and all that stuff. I don't have kids and I'm not married. So yeah. there's that. Um, uh, another thing I, I was saying was, um, man, there's there something else. But like the fact that I wrote that to myself 10 years later, I literally accomplished none of those goals that I, I set up like 10 years prior. None of them happened at all. And, you know, I could sit here and be like, oh, man, my life's a failure because this is what I, like, I had planned. But instead of looking at like, all right, hey, this happened. It's okay. I make adjustments. And now let's move on and let's, this is where we're, where we're at. And I, I think it just, it, it helps you just becomes a, become a little bit more flexible. Exactly. As a person, as a human mm -hmm. being, realizing that sometimes the goals that you set out, you don't necessarily make them. But that doesn't mean that you are a failure. That means that you have to reroute yourself and either... You find a new goal or reroute your approach in which you, you go at the goal. Absolutely. Well, and that's another thing is like, this is, these are things that we, we experience. The experiences in life, I feel like, are really, that is the dynamic of our life. We have to understand who we are. We have to move in directions that we have to go. And, you know, failure <clears throat> deepens our understanding of life. It actually gives us a, a way to alter the way we look at things. And the, like, as you said, at 17, 18 years old, you're at this leadership conference at UF. And it, it really, at 17, 18 years old, you're thinking completely different than now. I mean, this is your 10, your 10 years ago, this is where you were at. And now you're looking eh, a little bit longer, a little, little longer yeah, than like, that, but still relative in the decade of time, like you look at it, it, it is altered. You have a different mindset. You have not a, even close. Not you even have close a totally to different approach on life. <laughs> yeah. And you know, the thing is failure has a way of helping us understand that life and the experiences, the opportunities, the resilience, the greatness of life is learned from the many steps that we take. I think that um, one, one more thing to share with you, Adler, is just in my life that I've learned that when I failed, discouragement is the, the, the defaulted response. However, when you become aware that failure is a part of the process, it's, a count, it's not a counterbalance of success. As a matter of fact, mm -hmm. it is a counter um, partner of success because it's like, the how do you know the difference success. between day and night? Yeah. How do you know the difference between good and bad? How did you know if that stove was hot or not? If you didn't 
weren't told or you didn't actually touch it. And I was that guy that would unfortunately touch the stove multiple times to figure out it was hot. But what my point is, is that failure will guide you, teach you, redirect you. It will position you in places where it will actually force you to be better at being yourself. Now, let me ask you this. So you're basically saying that um, failure is the anti to success or no, what? it's a, it's not the anti okay. it is a count. It's a, did I say a counter partner? Yeah. So I, what I'm sorry, I'm, okay. what I meant was it's a partner well, of success. It's not I'm against, sure it's with, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I, okay. Thanks for correcting me. I didn't backspace the counterpart. That's it's fine. a partner of success. It's okay. a, it's like a brother. It's a cousin or sister of success because so, I think people are too concentrated on success and don't actually embrace when they fail. So basically you're saying failure is an extension of success. It's an aspect of it. It's yes. a benchmark. Those okay. are benchmarks. You yes. need you need to fail. And yeah. as a matter of fact, if, if anybody's listening to this right now, Adler, and here's what we need to know. You will fail. Oh. You will fail. And there's no question about it. I'm not going to try to sugarcoat nothing. I'm not going to try to redirect anybody to think anything different. You are going to fail and you have to overcome that. And that's the only way that becoming the best version of you is to embrace that you're going to fail, embrace that you're going to succeed, embrace that you're going to be the top at the bottom, the left to the right, whatever the case may be, you have to embrace. So I, I, I agree with you. You have to embrace the journey. You have to fall in love with the journey. And that's something that we talk, talk about consistently like every week, the beautiful struggle, because you can't appreciate where you're at now if you didn't have a little bit of a struggle prior to you can't like you you can't enjoy the sunshine if you don't have rain you can't enjoy happiness if you don't know sadness you can't like it 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 just all you have to understand the other side of it and then move on to the next level so now let me ask you this mm-hmm. this is the 100 dollar question all right i'm here you probably won't get a hundred dollars from me but this is a question that i, I want to know if you know because i know the answer to this okay hit me with what, your best shot what is the anti of failure the anti like the opposite like this is this is something that you know it's this is a the deep anti. this is it's the anti so of one failure word, one word one word and then i'll explain why anti-failure my gosh um i'm gonna give you what i think it is because that's the anti-failure is uh giving up i know that's two words but we'll just say that there's a dash in between giving and up giving up okay um now care to elaborate just elaborate for me well because failure like i've said it just builds resilience it's Mm -hmm. an opportunity yeah it's part of the life experience so if you fail then you have a mentality or mindset or you develop a mindset or a mentality to be able to continue and to get back up as D Wade says, to yes. get back up, you know, get fall seven times, gets back up eight times. He never said that he's not going to get back up. It's, it's true. That's, it's that's true. the thing. Like with failure, you have a choice. And most of the time we're designed and developed and created to get back up and go. I see. But see, giving up is just completely just sitting down and mm-hmm. saying, you know what? Whatever. I'm not going to continue this. I didn't pass my NREMT the first time, the second time, the third time. I didn't, you know, I didn't go to UF. I didn't get to be a, um, uh, what did you say? A physical therapist, but I'm a nurse. And you know what? Whatever. I'm just, you know, I'm just completely let it go. So I think that that's really, for me, that's how I approach. That's the anti. 
to me, I'm gonna, I, I, okay, I'm gonna like elaborate on your point because I do like your point. It actually makes a lot of sense. However, um, the reason why I don't agree with you on that is because when you, when it comes to failure, right, mm-hmm. there has to be a little bit of discernment as well, right? So, to what other people might surmise as giving up might be a redirection. You get what I'm saying? Mm. So we talked about so it's a perception. So exactly. So you have to have a little bit of discernment in deciding. So like in your situation, you didn't want to give up, so you kept on you kept on going until you got to test. My situation, I gave up my dream of becoming a physical therapist, mm. and I switched it to become a nurse. You just got you had to reroute. I had to reroute. Okay. So, so I, I see your your point makes sense. So it's it, and that's both agree saying, to say that it's a perception it's for a how very, people approach failure a, or approach their experiences of life. Exactly. It's a very 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 good answer. I like it. But the anti the anti What's the anti? What's the So you uh, gave us the $100 question. Mm-hmm. I gave you a $75 answer. People are you ready for this? Are, are you, you guys ready for, ready for the $100 answer? You gave me like a $75. It was good. That's what I said. A $75 answer. It was good. I was I'm agreeing with you. Right. It was good. good. Like good good. Um so the answer that overwhelmingly it's fear. Huh. The fear of failure is the absolute worst. It's uh maybe not the anti of failure, but it is probably the worst out of anything that you could think of because the fear of failure and to not even make a move to not even make an attempt to not even try to never even go through with it because i'm afraid i might not do well i'm i'm afraid i might not be successful i'm afraid that i might embarrass myself i'm afraid that you know fear of failure that is probably the most crippling thing in this world. Yeah. You don't even want to take a chance. That's horrible. Well, you That's always, horrible. You, you always say this quote and it's the um if you don't take this is something about the 100 shots. So, take, it, yeah, if this just let us know. Tell us quote again. me. You're going to have to quote me correct, all right? <laughs> I'm not I will not stand here and allow, allow you to do this in my face. <laughs> so, you miss 100% of the shots that you never take. Yep. And you're not gonna. You may not make all a hundred, but so, that's the point. But you, you have to at least be willing to be in the ring, at least fight for it. Exactly. If you never even get yourself into the ring, of course you lost. It's zero, nothing. You have no attempts. That's the worst. That's the worst thing ever. Do you realize that people say consistently that graveyards, cemeteries, are places where dreams died. The, those are where the, the people that, that didn't get a chance to live out their life to the fullest potential, their dreams, their hopes, their aspirations, all of them go with them. And we'll never know what they are. We can't elaborate on them. We can't bounce on them. Uh, think of like, what if there was like uh, um, uh, somebody who came up with something that's better than an iPhone and better than an Android and they died? That that dream, that concept, that that's, a, that's scary. scary. That's, that's a scary thought to know scary. that how many people are probably well that are in the grave in their grave at this moment that had ideas grander than the people that are currently on this earth breathing. Exactly, and that that's that's like the the crippling fear that you know we we all have. And so for me, like this is something I, I think maybe it's a combination of being you know at this point in life where it's my last walk in my twenties, right? Hmm. So, like. 
I keep having like this thing. I keep saying to myself, I'm on my worst behavior. I'm on my worst behavior. And not to necessarily say that I'm acting up or, you know, being, you know, you know, crazy, but more so to be like, I'm unapologetically going to do some things that I want to do because at the end of the day, I, this, I may not get another opportunity to do this. I may not get a chance to, you know, be in this type of situation. Right. Young. Yeah. I mean, young enough. I'm not saying young, <laughs> but young enough um, in my career, there's, there's a lot of risk and stuff that I can and I'm able to take that some people in my situation or my, they're not in the same exact type of situation with me. Right. And so I'm on my worst behavior in, in a sense where, Hey, I'm going to go out and I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to learn and we're going to figure this out because at the end of the day, there's not going to be any point in time where I'm going to be like, man, I wish I should have, man, ah, uh, like I want to be in the situation. Where I'm just like, all right, I tried it, man. I failed. It was horrible, but at least I know I tried it. Exactly. I have one more story and this is an inspiring one. And this is actually like, I always talk about my dad. You got to finish up, finish this off in a good note. I like it. Oh, no, this, yeah, of course. And this is, this is really inspiring because I thought, I think about this often. So my dad, uh, he obviously him being in the army, he jumped out of planes. He actually went to airborne school. That was one of his biggest things. He Time out. Were, were, were the planes perfectly fine? The plane was perfectly fine. So why is he jumping out of a perfectly fine plane, bro? I was, it's part of airborne school. Uh, it's a requirement. You're supposed wow. to jump out of planes. You have to have you have five jumps. You got to get up. Five jumps. You have to jump out five times. Got to land. You got to roll out. Do the right thing. Get back up. Run with sixty pounds of gear to the finish line and call it. That's like part of one of their trainings and their tests. But long story short, my dad <laughs> jumped out. This is at McDill Air Force Base in Tampa. Uh, the first time he jumped out perfectly <laughs> fine, made it. And on a second jump. Um, Dad jumped out, uh, hit the ground, and slipped both of his hit discs. The ground. He hit the ground. He he. I mean, he didn't just hit. I mean, he had his parachute, obviously, but he he landed and hit the ground the wrong way. He came down way too fast, and he had rolled the wrong way, slipped both of his discs in his back, and destroyed his entire back. Oh, that sounds. So horrible. this was at probably I want to say twenty. I think he was 24, 25 I we're years old. Finish this on like a. Like a well, good... I'm gonna. I'm. There's, there's, there's a, there's a climax, but okay. there's All also right. a resolution to the story. I hope that, I hope that's a resolution. So my dad was distraught. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's when you're airborne school and this is a big part of being in the army. This is a huge, huge deal to be an airborne, um, uh, you know, uh, officer. So my dad at this point in his life, he's 50, he'll be 53 this year. And the man still does yoga. Young he man. Works, he works out. Flexible. He, uh, owns his own business. He's hey, an entrepreneur. I like he it. is a building contractor. He is also a instructor. Um, no, a, sorry, a professor at Ashford university to teach mental health. Mr. Foster is the most interesting man in the world. <laughs> <laughs> he actually really is. If you ever get to meet my dad, uh, I think uh, you guys would really like to sit down and just pick his brain because his brain is phenomenal. Pick. I'm a yeah. chatterbox, so I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure we would have a lot of fun. But long story short, the resolution of this whole thing, and the why I'm sharing this with you is that as somebody who has jumped out of a plane, broke his back, mm -hmm. was told that he actually wasn't supposed to continue in the service, it finished ten years additional, retired mm -hmm. as a major. <laughs> Raised a family, moved back home, and is still living life to the best. And he is stress-free. Like, he lives his life every single day with positive attitude, knowing that his back hurts, doesn't complain about it. 
and makes the move to always look back that even though it was a it was a failed attempt, something didn't work out for him. You have to build resilience. You have the opportunity to fail. You have the opportunity to succeed. And that's part of life. It's an experience. It's every single day. Exactly. And you got to remember that sometimes when you fail, you might have to redirect your goal, redirect your approach on it. It doesn't matter. But the most important thing is that you don't allow failure to keep you from even trying. Mm -hmm. The fear of failure is probably the worst thing out there, period. It's a dream killer. Right. So as long as we remember, you know, all these things, you'd be willing to try different things. So like, you know, if there's a class that you wanted to try, a yoga class, go try it. If you wanted to learn how to dance, if you wanted to go parachuting, if you wanted to try doing a bodybuilding show, whatever the case may be, whatever it is that you've never tried before and you've been afraid of and you just, you know, hey, I'm not sure of, I urge you for this year, 2020, write it down on your bucket list, get it done. If you're trying to lose those 20 pounds that you promised that you were going to lose last year, then homegirl, let's get it started tonight. Hmm. Let's do it. Okay? Preach. I want to see everybody at least attempt something new, something different, something that they never thought they would do in a million years. Hey, I'm putting a book out there this fall, so and that's, that's where I'm at. That's what I'm talking about. I'm I'm getting ready for a bodybuilding show. And, you know, it's, you know, I get to watch all the people, you know, eat these hamburgers and have pastas and enjoy these cookies. And I get brown rice and sorry. And uh, well, I know I didn't want to say anything, but, you know, I, I have brown rice, broccoli and uh, chicken. And, uh, you know, hey, you know what? I had a sandwich from Wawa. Well, then that, that smelled amazing. But you know what? At the there's a cutoff. There's a certain point I can't eat and I know it. I have to put my best foot forward. I don't want to fail in this. I'm going to give it my best shot. And I urge every single one of you guys, whatever the goal might be, whether it be big, small, give it your best shot. At least attempt it. Because you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. That's right. Well, guys, we, we love you. Continue to click our faces. Share this with your friends. And let us know on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. Adler, what's our Instagram? Um, it's Finn and Adler. How do you spell that? Um, it's F-I-N-N-A-N-D-A-D-L-E-R. Fanather. And um, thank you for just taking the time to listen to our, our podcast and clicking our faces. And um, we appreciate you. We appreciate every listener that, you know, takes the time to just listen to us um, on a week-to-week basis. We love you. We love America. We love Belgium. We love what? Colombia. Oh, <laughs> just the whole world. Just the everywhere whole, whole we're going. World. We do. Everywhere we do. we're right. headed. We're, we're welcoming. All right. We're elevating people. We're trying to make you the best you international. Woo! Ooh. Oh my gosh. That sounds Oh, like- and we're sponsored by 24 hours a day. Yes. And living elevated. Hey, living elevated. That's 24 hours in a day. You got to make the most of your time. That's right. All right. So anyway, have a blessed week. Go out there. Do great. Be great. Be the best version of yourself. We love you. Peace.